What's up, guys? Welcome to the Follow Me Show. You are here with your lovely hosts, Dream and Didi of Follow Me Realty. And today's episode is all about finding your niche. I am so excited for this episode. This is going to be a good one. I can feel it in my bones. <laughs> for those of you just now joining us, Follow Me show is all about the tips and tricks, the do's and don'ts of the modern real estate agent. So that's going to be everything from your online presence and social media to negotiations and the closing table. And I mean, and even beyond that, really, you know, yeah. confidence, mindset, it all plays a big factor, even food and working out, all that plays a real big role. Physical fitness, health overall will have a a serious effect on your mindset. And as a real estate agent, that's going to be huge for you. So, yeah, I'm and sure that, we'll do a podcast on that or two. I'm going to say this as I sip on a Bloody Mary. Hey, man, you got to do what you got to do to get through the podcast. <laughs> so let's go ahead and get right to it. So, again, this episode is all about finding your niche because when you get into real estate, you don't want to be one of those realtors where basically the whole sales process is a free-for-all or the whole prospecting process and you're just saying, will someone please work with me? Although that might be how you feel when you first start. That's not necessarily how you want to approach the market. Yeah, and some common things that I noticed, I mean myself included, when I first got into real estate and a common theme you're going to hear amongst a lot of new people is, I don't want to miss out on any opportunities. Yeah. So they think they gotta go do um, a rental, then they, you know, they're gonna go over here and, and sell a condo and maybe a beach property. So the whole rationale is, hey, I don't wanna miss out on any opportunities, but you're shooting yourself in the foot when you think like that. Well, there are also the agents that say things like, well, listen, I gotta start somewhere. And it's true, I mean, you, you might end up coming across quite a few listings or buyers or opportunities that you're working with people that ideally, if you're being honest with you, yourself, you may not necessarily want to work with that specific market or zip code, but you're a new realtor and you want to learn through trial and error. And honestly, throwing yourself into the water is some of the best ways that you learn real estate when it hurts because you'll remember it and you'll remember the trips and the mess ups and all that. But the sooner you can find your niche and stick to it, the happier you're going to be overall, the more confidence you're going to have. The more money you're going to make. The more direct, exactly, you're right. And the more direct focus you can have on a specific target market. And that's what we mean by niche. Yeah. I mean, think about it. You know, let's say you're, you know, you're a real estate agent. You can't market to everybody. Hey, what's up? I'm a real estate agent. I sell homes. Great. That's that's a really broad and wide thing to market to. You need to definitely niche down and promote yourself in um, in such a way that you're capturing the kind of clientele that you're able to close on. That you, that you're exactly. You said it perfectly. That you're able to close on. That you want to close on the people that you want to work with all the time because these people you're going to see all the time. You know, you're going to start establishing relationships with people. Yep. And then we, we talk about this book a lot. It's called The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Don't let the title fool you. There's nothing 4-Hour Workweek about it. However, in this book, he talks about finding your niche. Now, he's not specific to real estate, 
but he talks about anything from, you know, yoga, yoga training for skydiving to, um, what's another great example he gave? Yoga, he, there was like yoga training for skydiving. There was someone there was who high sold, end shirts. There was someone who sold, yeah, uh, the very specific shirts that was like a Parisian shirt, um, the, the Parisian merchandise. Um, there were so many different, oh, and I know what you're talking about. Yoga for rock climbers. Yoga for rock climbers. Yeah. It's so niche. So that is a niche. It's very specific. It's, it's very focused. It's very centered, but guess what? There's actually people out there that like that and look for that. Mm -hmm. So that's what we talk about, you know, as a realtor, finding your niche. You're not just a realtor, you're blank realtor or your ex agent, for example, DeAndrea was the opera realtor. The one, opera realtor at one point yeah. in time. Um, we have a few agents on, and it's really cool because the new realtors are starting to come on, understanding because they're listening to the Follow Me Show and they understand what it means to niche down. And so, for instance, I just talked to an agent today who just joined, and he is Miguel. He wants to be the real estate artist, and I think that's fantastic because on one hand, he wants to help to resell curated art right high-end things and then on the other hand he wants to be a realtor in an affluent community and so it's helping it goes hand in hand it really does so it's it's awesome to see that niching down as fast as possible again it's not to say that you're not going to sell to other people but you are telling the market pretty quickly hey this is where i'm at and i'm a force to be reckoned with so we're going to talk a lot about first of all you're finding your niche but also once you find your niche what should you present yourself like to that specific niche because you have to seem as if you fit into that mold for instance you're not going to live in the villages and say okay i am a 60 something year old retired uh, gentleman and i want to now go market to someone 50 miles outside of where i live at a price point that I have no idea about. I don't know what's going on within the community and within their market. And quite honestly, I don't like to. You know, so you have to find what's also going to uh, visibly, you're presenting yourself to match that niche too. And if you don't match it, you need to, then you need to match it. And if you don't want to, then you're in the wrong niche. Exactly. And the inverse of that, let's say that you're, a, you know, you're a younger guy or gal and. You know, you're like, hey, I want to go market to seventy a seventy year old retired community. It doesn't quite work because that's not your experience, that's not your knowledge, that's not you. So finding your niche is all about asking yourself, well, what do I like? Who am I? Mm -hmm. What am I good at? What do I want to market? Who do I want to surround myself with consistently, day in and day out? What kind of people do I like? Do I? Does the conversation flow freely with because I understand what they're looking for or I understand the communities that they're looking at because I live in that community and you don't necessarily have to live in the community that or you want to Or something you enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so I'm going to give you a for instance with finding your niche. So uh, there is a realtor within our family where he does very well with the Hispanic community because number one, he speaks Spanish. This is something that you actually might even come across in a team environment, for instance. So you may have someone that you don't necessarily uh, mesh with because perhaps there is a language barrier, but you really still want to help this person. So this particular agent, he's in our 
he's in our family, he works well because number one, he's fluent in Spanish. He understands, generally speaking, he can relate and say, oh, you know, have you gone to this area? I've gone to this area, you know, and I'm speaking very, very broadly here. But if you can connect with people and establish an initial connection with someone, even if it's something as simple as, and it seems simple, as simple as speaking the same language besides English, that can go a long way. I've referred a few other clients of mine that they were more military based. I didn't quite um, have the same background as they did, but I knew some agents who did that they would just mesh well or mesh better with. And it worked out fantastically. And so you just have to understand what kind of niche you're in and also when to refer, which is kind of big on this too, because the more you start to establish your niche, when people start to come to you, like Drew said, you might say, oh, but I don't want to miss the opportunity. Well, that's why you build a really solid referral network. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to handle that situation. There's nothing or any, no one that you have to turn down because you're either going to work with them or you can refer them. Exactly. And I'm going to give you another great example of a niche. Um, she's the broker of, uh, of a Remax in Avalon Park. Mm -hmm. Her name is Veronica and she, a little backdrop about her. She's from Kissimmee and then she's, uh, I believe she's Puerto Rican, Puerto Mm -hmm. Rican lady, Puerto Puerto Rican lady from Kissimmee. Now, those of you that live in Central Florida know there's a big uh, Spanish population there. And um, there was another realtor that was dominating in Kissimmee, uh, the Spanish community. Now, what was very smart about Veronica is, is she realized that in East Orlando, um, there was no one necessarily dominating the Spanish community. Mm-hmm. So she simply packed up, went to East Orlando, opened up her own brokerage, and started to really um, dominate that community. Yeah. So that was that's a great example of of a niche and and knowing who you are, what you can do, and who you're working with. What's, what I was gonna say is what's awesome about that is so now what Veronica has is an entire area. Now, of course, since then there have been agents who catch on, their communities catch on. You start to have, you know, other people that can take advantage of the market, but she has established herself as not only is she a realtor but she's a broker so now she's established herself in an area where people know she's the go-to person you want someone who's going to take care of you who's going to know what you're looking for and whether it's her or one of her teammates because she does have a team within avalon park who can take care of you they're going to trust her Yep, exactly. as the authority in the industry. And so that's what you want to start creating for yourself, whether you've been in the business for a month or you've been in the business for a few years. Either way, finding your niche is really going to help you start to establish your credibility within the industry. Now, and, and listen, let's not overthink finding your niche. It can be very complicated if you choose to make it complicated. It can also be very easy it's very simple. if you choose. So if, I can tell you my niche would be this. If I was still practicing real estate as a realtor, I would do something along the lines of sports. I'm yeah. a sports junkie. <laughs> yeah, I know are. sports better than most, you know. Actually, I have to tell you guys that has saved me sometimes when maybe I didn't have the attention of the husband or or the boyfriend when we've yeah. gone on showings and Drew had, because Drew was a realtor before I was, right? 
And so he went on a lot of showings with me or he did open house events with me. And you could feel like the guy kind of being really stiff with me because I'm because I'm a girl. It is what it is. And then Drew would come in and just totally relax the situation and be like, you know, he would see that somebody has a bear's hat on and say, oh, you're with bears. Sorry about that. You know, and just kind of like jab at him. And then they would laugh and relax and loosen up. And so I always like that. Exactly. So, for example, I'm a huge sports junkie. I know more about sports than most analysts do. Yes, he yeah, does. It's it, it, it's pretty sick. I, I have be a problem. A sports analyst. I have a problem. <laughs> anyway, so I would do something along the lines of you know the Celtics realtor. I'm a huge Boston Celtics fan. By the oh way, Kyrie gosh. Irving got traded to the Celtics today. I was wondering when you were going to so, bring that up tonight. Great win, big wow. win. We're all winning. Anyway. Don't overcomplicate it. So what? what's your passion? I mean, you know, you're just adding pretty much your passion plus realtor. So, you know, if you're a music person like uh, D'Andrea, she was the opera realtor. We can't talk about this niche. I'm sorry to cut you off, but we can't talk about this niche without talking about that. That was a huge selling point, And that was what took me from just kind of idly going by. It was huge. To catapulting yeah. Yeah, it was in real really, estate really big. It was. was the opera realtor so guys okay people um, used to come like okay we'd be we'd be like cruising around like you all they'd be like you're the opera realtor i see you everywhere yeah you know that happens a lot yeah so then they give a fuck about our name and you know this, hey you, and you know what that was realtor. good because my name is d'andrea pelletier or d'andrea pelletier however you say it you can't really say it right and so you had people that were like they didn't care about that and that's what i wanted i wanted them to know me by my niche because then if you google the opera realtor even now you can find me and so it was funny because that's what people knew me as everywhere i went but it really helped because they saw me first of all i'm an opera singer first and foremost music is my passion but i'm also a realtor and so that that landed the both of us on a few different platforms from TV to with me to radio. And so the thing is, finding your niche does so much more than just helping your target market. I mean, it really does establish you with everyone that sees you. You're that person. No one else can really say that they're the opera realtor from yeah. here on out without seeing me. And so that was the reason. And this is coming from somebody who was super private before real estate. But now oh that you're God. a realtor, and so I've, I've actually <laughs> I've actually heard this from quite a few people in the last few days. They're like, well, I'm a really private person, so I don't have a, this account and that account. I'm like, oh, that's awesome. Welcome to real estate. You're no longer private. So that's another thing. Finding your niche, you need to start branding yourself. And that means you're not a private person. Don't have a private Instagram. Oh, my God. If you're a real estate you, well, agent and you have a private Instagram Unless you Twitter. have an Instagram that is separate from your personal. But to be honest with you, I feel like your realtor life is now your life. Well, yeah. I mean, it, it, is. it, it is. No, it is your life because that's you. Now you're, you're taking on um, a new persona. So yeah. it, it is you. You're right. You are taking on a brand new persona. And that's why finding your niche is so important because you want to know from here on out, what do you want to be known as? What do you want your clients to perceive you as? So for me, I wanted people to see that although I love real estate, I really love singing. And so I'll tell you, I got actually quite a few listing appointments just because I said opera. 
in my niche. And they would go, oh, so you're an opera singer? Yeah, and then all of a sudden they're like, oh, guess what? This opera singer, she's selling my house for me. And I wasn't just saying the opera realtor and only branding real estate, guys. You got to keep in mind, like I had SoundCloud out. I had an entire website dedicated to singing, sound clips, live events. I was always showing where I was singing next. I was constantly singing at events. And so everyone knew that that's what I do. So naturally they'd be like, oh my God, I know this, I, I know this real estate agent. She's mm-hmm. big on opera. Now there's this new guy um, that joined us uh, a few days ago or today. And we, we touched on him earlier. And um, Didi had an interview with him earlier. And his niche, I think, is fantastic. It's, it's the, the art niche. Yeah. Oh, yeah, the real estate artist. I think that that's Yeah, so really, the real really estate good. artist. That is fantastic because think about this. You can promote Orlando, right? So I'm gonna I'm gonna use this guy as an example. You know, there's you know Orlando's kind of artsy as we all know. Um, this guy's in Orlando, yeah. correct? Miguel. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. So. So guys, if you want to work with somebody really awesome, check out Miguel Diaz. So 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 he so he joined our company. He listened to our podcast and and he, and he figured out his niche and 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 he he's into the arts. He's into the culture. So think of it from a marketing perspective, right? How easy is it now to market? You can go to the art galleries and take tons of art pictures constantly. Oh my you can goodness! Promote, yes. Yeah, you can promote that. Um, there's a there's a a guy. He has one arm. He he cruises around Lake Eola. Selfismo. Selfismo. You can Selfismo. go take. Yeah, his can, name is Enrique. If you guys ever go to yeah. Lake Eola, you'll see him. I love him. Yeah, check out Selfismo. He, he makes art. great crazy art. Yeah. So you know you can I go meet with him. these people in Orlando and you can start posting all over social media. Um, and next thing you know. People know you They're like, oh my God, you're the artist realtor or I'm not sure if he does art, but if he actually has it, if you're an artist, you know, as well, you know, if you do art, you can promote that along with your real estate business and then people will attach that to, to you and your real estate. So it really becomes a, um, um, a niche. <laughs> yeah. It, it becomes a niche and then you start branding that way. I really like his tagline too. And I hope I'm quoting this right. That basically... Uh, real estate is an art, and art is expression. So let me help you to express something like that. Yeah, I yeah, that's I, I was checking out his account earlier. It, yeah, it was it was on the right path. Yeah, have having a tagline, having a niche, and just establishing yourself. And the sooner you do it, the better. So I think one of the, to be honest with you, I think it might be a misconception, and it's an understandable misconception, is that. Um, you have to take baby steps in real estate. But quite honestly, if you do the research in the very beginning, know your niche. So that also means knowing the geographic location that you're gonna market to. Yeah. Um, understanding that market really, really early on, and then you can massively brand to that area. And this is going to be online as well as offline, knowing the community, like you were saying, okay, so for instance, Selfismo, that artist is downtown in Lake Eola. So you know, maybe on Sundays when the farmer's market is happening from 9 a.m. to I think it's 4 p.m., go down there, take lots of pictures, take a lot of snaps. That's a great place to do Snapchat. Always be in the area. I think this, the, the sooner you know your market and start branding to your market, the quicker you can start establishing yourself. Because I think one of the things with new realtors is, well, nobody's going to want to work with me. For yeah, instance, exactly. As a new realtor because I'm new. And how, they, long, how long have you been in the business? Oh, three months. 
Yeah. You know, so I I understand. That was my when I when I, when I first started oh, doing real estate with me, Exit, yeah. I, I was uh, I was very timid and very you know yeah I was terrified. Yeah. To be to be frank. I had a, an open house in Baldwin Park actually. Um, I think it was maybe a year in, and I hadn't had. I think I had at that point I had maybe one listing. Um, but I had an open house and actually the open house went over very well in Baldwin Park. There are a lot of neighbors that want to come through and see what's going on. And, um, there was tons of traffic on Colonial. So you could like have all of your open house signs. So basically it was, it was a huge hit, the open house, but I had somebody come in and he was kind of like lackadaisical about everything. Just taking a look at the house and he goes, yeah, so I'm looking for a listing agent. My I live three doors down, and this is a home. The home that I was in was selling for like crazy cheap compared to the other Baldwin Park homes. Um, it was like seventy-five thousand under appraised value, and they had had an appraisal on the home to confirm. Why did they do that? They did that because she wanted to get out. So basically, this she's seller, like, I'm done with Florida. So I'm check out. this out. Yeah, do you remember her? She <laughs> no, I don't. No, I no, real. Okay, so let me tell okay. you about her. So basically, she had, um, she had won the lottery, and oh, she, yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, okay. I remember her. So she basically bought like five or six homes, single family, um, as investment properties within Central Florida. Time out. I you know what you're you about could, to say. Okay, so if you win the lottery. Do not buy five or six single, single family, family homes. Buy multi-family. You're gonna, multi-family, you're going to want to buy an apartment or like a condo complex. Yeah. Why? Because they spit out tons of cash. It's just better for your rental income, yeah. Way better. Passive income. Way better. Yeah. Okay, anyway. So she bought all these homes, but basically after about three years, she started to liquidate. She wanted to sell all of them because you know it was cash that she bought this with. So she didn't give a shit about the appraised value. She just wanted to sell the homes. This was the last one, and this was the home she lived in. So the open house, because of the price, you know, I put it on all the open house signs to say it's this much and in baldwin park it was kind of again unheard of so i think people naturally were like well what's wrong with the home and it was i still remember the exact date it was may 3rd um and so right before the seller's market and there was tons of traction anyway so the point is somebody came in who lived like two three doors down and he saw the home and he's like wow this house is selling for really cheap but i know i could get more for mine right and i was like yes don't be fooled and I knew, you know, I had done a CMA on the area. I'm like, I know you could actually get like 75000 more for the home right down the street or two doors down. So he said, yeah, I want to sell this home and I have like three investment properties that I want to sell also. So I got really excited, but, you know, trying to be professional. And I said, well, that's really awesome. Have you interviewed any other agents? And he goes... Yeah, a few people came by, but you know, I've actually seen you online. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. And I was like, yes, you know, and he's like, I thought it sounded familiar because this is what I did, guys. When I had an open house, I would put the opera realtor. I'd say at the opera realtor. realtor. Yeah, that would be on the signs. A lot of times, what people would do, you know, you might not remember an address, but you'll remember at the opera realtor. And now, if if you Google me, guys, just so you know, go for at the opera CEO. So, I put the upper realtor at the time. And so he's like, yeah, well, I saw you online. So I came in. So I was extremely nervous because this person is basically saying to me, I have not only my homesteaded property, but three potential investment properties that I want to sell. Um, but I've interviewed a few people. I haven't really found the right person. He's like, can you come over and, you know, tell me how much I could get from a house? 
So I was really nervous having just, I had been, again, only like one listing at the time. And so one of the first questions he asked, and it kind of made me nervous, he said, how many homes have you sold as the listing agent? And so, of course, that kind of puts you on notice, right? As a new agent, you're like, oh, shoot, he's going to see right through the fact that I haven't had a ton of listings. And so I said, well, I have sold, and I told him how many homes I I had sold total. And then I also said, but I've been the listing agent on one. But I immediately followed with this. I said, given my presence, would that be an issue for you? And the fact that I just immediately directed the question back to him, he just kind of went, oh, well, actually, no, that wouldn't be an issue at all. And he, he was like, oh, no, that's fine. And I said, okay, great. So don't feel like the ball is not ever in your court. Just ask them. Be honest. Find out the information because somebody might say, well, yes, that's a huge issue because you haven't sold enough homes. Well, then at least now you know. Yeah, and then let, let's be honest, that's not the issue because no. once you start training with us and you start understanding about building an online presence through your niche and then next thing you know, you have 20, 30, 40, 50,000, 60,000, even 100,000 followers across all platforms, it is very, very easy to market that person's house mm-hmm. because it gets way more exposure than your average fly-by-night realtor or even your average realtor that's been in the business for 20 years that doesn't want to adapt exactly so whether you've been in the business for 20 years or you've been in the business six months it's not always so much especially if you're a real if you're a listing agent it's not so much how long have you been doing this it's how can you help me sell my home how can you help me find the right home for me so on a buyer's end um, if you're working as a buyer's agent for a specific client What's really important, the work is already done before they Google you, right? But as a listing agent, the majority of the work, and this is contrary to popular belief, you have to keep in mind, because as a listing agent, the the majority of the work that you're going to be doing is actually after you've gained the listing because you're doing all of your marketing, where you'll hear a lot of listing agents, they think that once they have secure the listing, that they don't really have to do much. But as the buyer's agent, you're doing most of the work. Well, traditional or conventional wisdom would tell you that's the case. But when you, when it comes to your niche and your online presence, what's really important is how are you marketing? So the listing agent's doing the work. And then the buyer's agent, again, just to reiterate, is doing most of the work before you're even called. Okay, so basically it's like this when finding your niche. Find out what you're passionate about. As, as we discussed earlier a little bit. That actually leads me to something. Some precautions when finding your niche. If you're going to talk the talk, walk the walk. I had to constantly promote singing as the opera realtor specifically. Now as the broker, the majority of what I'm doing is helping other agents basically do the same thing that I implemented and that honestly, quite honestly, that Drew made me implement. And if it weren't for him, he is truly the mastermind behind it. And as much as I talk, he made me do the metrics that I did and makes me You don't want to be married to me. I I love you. (laughs) Everybody wants to be married to you. But he really did make me do the metrics that I do and that I did. But the thing is, you really do have to walk the walk that you talk. And so if you say that you're the opera realtor, 
you need to sing. And so I had constantly events lined up that, although I love to sing personally, but um, I I had to do it all the time to you know promote a certain image. And that's just real estate in general. Like there's an agent who is with Keller Williams and she graduated right before me in what you call Ignite training in Keller Williams. She's so good, and we've talked about her before, Lisette Sanchez. She's really, really good at what she does. She's constantly promoting. But honestly, guys, like, does she probably have an off day or two? Yeah, I'm sure she does because everybody does. And same goes for me. There were days where I didn't want to take selfies, and Drew was like, okay, Didi, you need to take three selfies a day. And there are some days that I'm like, screw you. I'm not taking any selfies today. But the thing is you, you have to, you have to promote your face. You have to promote where you're going. What are you doing? Singing again for me. And so if you're going to do this, you need to constantly promote what it is you're doing. So for instance, you said the waterside agent and it triggered it for me. Well, how many things are you showing doing water sports? So for instance, Dan, he shows, he goes fishing. And so that definitely has to do with it because he is on the water. He's he's doing water sports, right? And so you want to constantly integrate it simultaneously and say, this is what I know and this is what I love. And the reason why you're going to work with me is because I'm going to fa- find you the best place to sport fish, for instance. I mean, I mean, that's cool. Exactly. At that, least, but the, the but the main but the biggest thing is, people get to recognize you, and people start to know you, therefore they feel comfortable, 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 comfortable. They feel comfortable <laughs> with you, comfortable. They feel comfortable knowing that they're working with somebody who know, who knows what they're talking about, plain and simple. So whether you've been doing this for a month or a few months, and that actually leads me to something that you guys might end up dealing with as a, as a new realtor. If you start to promote yourself and your niche, you may have people in your life that don't know you as this person. This might be your other self, as Napoleon Hill would say. This might be your alter ego that finally you get to express in a place that makes sense, that's helping you make money, right? But your family and your so-called friends, and I say so-called because of what I'm about to say, They may not view you in this way, in this light to say, I've never known you as the opera realtor. I've never known you as Semperfy Home Guy. What is this new persona you've I've never, created? What, you're, you're an art guy now? What yeah, is this? Yeah, so what is this? What, you like the water? All of a sudden, now this is what you do. And it's funny because you would really think that the people that are closest to you would just genuinely support everything that you do, no matter what you say. Um, but you, and I, I mean, I know this from personal experience, just growing up. Like I remember when I was 13, I wanted to learn how to dance flamenco. I was so obsessed with Spain and now I still am, but I had people even then, some people that I knew that spoke Spanish that they were like, you're not Spanish. What do you know? And it's like, what does it matter? Because it's what I love. And so much like myself, you guys are going to come across people that kind of say things like that. I had people that asked me, who are you to be on TV and people calling <laughs> you? Who are you to have a, a radio bit? And who, it's like... Okay, so they also asked us, who are you to charge $20,000 for events? Who are you to charge so, $20,000 for your singing events? Yeah, so as an opera realtor, we used to have, we used to have our website up mm-hmm. and... Any event that she would do, we'd charge twenty thousand dollars for. Right. Now, 
people would be like, wow, that's crazy. No one can afford that. But we didn't care if we got any of the leads. Mm -hmm. We didn't care if we sang one damn singing event. It was perception. Yeah. It was perception. People were like, wow, she's charging 20 grand. She must be good. I actually had a relative. She was having a wedding coming up and she asked me if I would sing for it. And um, I told her, yeah, I would sing. And she goes, well, I heard because another relative um, said, I heard that you charged 20000 for your singing event. So basically they're like, where's all this coming from? And she said, you're not going to charge me 20000 right? And I said, no. For family, it's double. And they <laughs> laughed. And I said, oh, I'm no, serious. No, it's 40000 And it's actually kind of the same concept. Um, and this is a side note in real estate. If you work with family, don't... This is... Take it this way, however you want. Take hey, it unless you've got a real tight-knit family. You guys but, are all kumbaya. Mm, take this how you will. But I'm going to tell you from my personal experience, if you are going to do real estate with family, charge them double. No matter what you're doing, if you're providing a service to family and friends, charge them double. Don't discount your prices. That's probably the worst thing you can do because they're going to make you do double or even triple the work. So that's one of those things, again, just on a side note, if you're going to work with family and friends, charge them double because they are going to give you twice the headache at least. So So, I digress. I digress too. Don't know what you're saying. (laughs) Basically, the point is when you have your niche, you might have some people that will give you pushback on that niche. You might have some people that don't quite understand where it's coming from. But you know what? To be honest with you, unless they're the ones giving you the money, it doesn't matter what they're thinking. It doesn't matter what they're saying. You are establishing you, not for anyone else but you. It's your journey in real estate. It's your niche. And if that's what you want to do, like Drew said, the real estate artist, the waterside agent, the opera realtor, Semperfy home guy, whatever you decide to do, it is wholly yours. And if it's what you love and not what someone else wants you to do, then do it. Yeah. Go out and do it. And this is for another podcast. Now, once you find your, your niche, it is so important, as you touched on earlier, to constantly be about that niche and promote that niche. Yeah. Otherwise, it's all for nothing. Yeah. It's all about... Once you find it, promote, 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 promote. Mm -hmm. Now, to wrap up and to kind of retouch, go ahead. I was just going to say there's actually another agent that just joined too, as a matter of fact, and he has the same thing. So he likes music and he sings for his church, but he's also now a realtor. And so those are some of the things that you want to just... If you already have something kind of going, and I mentioned him because he already has Spotify up with his music. Oh, wow. Yeah, so he has a lot of social media going for the music aspect of it. So if you have something you can kind of ride on as a realtor, now that you're with Follow Me Realty, so for anybody who's listening, I hope that at least you're considering it because we're teaching you how to build your brand crazy. So if you already have something you can kind of ride on, like this agent, his name is Tony, He's able to now kind of implement the music aspect and even sell CDs, sell his music right on his real estate website while also integrating the, you know, the MLS into the site. So if you have something to do that too, never a bad idea. You don't have to completely reinvent the wheel if you don't have to. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. Now, also remember this too, guys. By creating your niche, by finding, by finding your niche, by promoting it constantly around the clock, you are creating somewhat of a mini celebrity. Now... This is so important because this goes into, hey, you know what? I'm a, I'm a new uh, realtor. Why would anyone buy from me? Um, 
what, why would they, you know, why would they let me find them a home and on and on and on? Well, it's very simple. Celebrity equals credibility. The more they know you, the more they see you out there, that equals credibility. Yeah, actually, if anybody's confused about what we're talking about too, we have an ebook and we'll put it in the description link below that talks about celebrity and credibility for a real estate agent because those are two of the most powerful uh, weapons you can have in your arsenal as a new realtor. So again, like we've said many times, whether you've been in the business for one month or 10 years, you can establish yourself as long as you are taking massive action and you have a serious presence about you. And it's not nearly as difficult as it seems to do. You just have to start somewhere. So the first place is find your niche and then brand it. Boom. That's that's it. it. So guys, thank you so much for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed this podcast. Uh, For any questions that you have, please put it in the comments below and we will see you on the next episode.